Today's episode of Daily DVR is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, CuffLinks.com. Head over to CuffLinks.com right now, use code DVR20 and save 20% off your order. Now listen, the Delta's out there, COVID's still around, we know that. But people are going outside, you can be safe. And if you're going to be outside and you're going to be safe, you know what you're going to be doing? Looking good because you went to CuffLinks.com. Whether you're getting married, going to a wedding, you want some nice fall accessories, okay? And when I say accessories, I don't just mean, oh, that's a nice little thing there. How about some Star Wars? How about some Marvel, some DC, some Game of Thrones? Cufflink has all the greatest high-end accessories that you could want if you want to look good. And they have the fun stuff, too. All the stuff that I mentioned, all the geeky stuff that we love. So head over to cufflinks.com, use code DVR20, save 20% off today. Thank you, Cufflinks. Cufflinks.com. Welcome back to Daily DVR. Does the mayor of Kingstown, baby. We're talking episode three, Simply Murder, directed and written by our co-creator, Taylor Sheridan. What an episode... This is not the end. This is the beginning. <laughs> we kept on forgetting to talk about the music. So I right away I was thinking about the music. But you can check us out at dvrpodcast.com. Give us a review on Apple, on uh, Apple Podcast. Go uh, subscribe. We're getting good. I'm seeing some of the numbers coming in, appreciating people downloading. But we it does always help to get some reviews. And also uh, help support the podcast. You know, we're independent podcasters. You can help us out. Go to patreon.com slash DVR. That is in the show notes if you scroll down or whatever podcast app you're using. But we're here to talk about Kingstown. Another brutal episode. My God, we get two brutal executions in a row. This show does not slow down. I keep on seeing Jeremy Renner's face, like just all scrunched up in my mind. But um, what do you think, Solo? Do you see Jeremy Renner's scrunched up face in your mind? Yes, it's it's always there, Axel. <laughs> Especially when I'm working out to Rod Stewart, as everyone else in Kingstown is. Yeah. But the episode is called "Simply Murder." Yep. Right. Yes. And uh, I'm Heath Solo. You're Axel Foley, and we're here. And I'm excited. What a, this episode, another amazing episode, though brutal. And I definitely have some things to talk to you about. But what a freaking episode, man. This show is just going in the direction above and beyond what I thought. Because you have, to compare it to Yellowstone, Taylor Sheridan's one of his other four shows. Um, Yellowstone's more like a Sons of Anarchy where it can be brutal and stuff, but you know some things are a little outlandish and whatever, but it's it's got some soap opera stuff, and it's in that range. This is like Mindhunter, true detective range, more, probably more brutal, but it's it's more darker and there's not many um, there's not many fun times going on. Let's put it that way. Yeah, no, you know what? I was thinking of that too, because we have been comparing it. That I have definitely to Sons of Anarchy a lot, right? And mm. even Yellowstone. 
And I think that it seems to me that it 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 you're right. It is darker and more brutal. There's less humor in it. There's less characters. Um, like in that in those shows, there's kind of some there's maybe two or three comic relief characters or or two or three of our main heavies have really dark senses of humor and they keep on making jokes all the time, you know? And yeah. in this show, you, you're right. That's a great point, man. You, you just don't get that. And I know that it's new. It's on Paramount Plus. I'm not hearing a huge amount of um, critical talk about it. I've read some reviews like we've talked about before some people get it and really love it other people really didn't like it but what i'm hearing from now what i hear from people when i'm asking around even on the internet people say oh i heard of that show but i haven't checked it out yet right and i think that there's going to be a time maybe it's over this thanksgiving break if paramount plus gives a little more push you know Maybe people come on to watch Discovery or t or any movies or something, you know, holiday movies that mm -hmm. someone's that a lot of people are going to be like, what is this show? And then once they get into it, they're going to really get into it because there is a large swath of people that are into the darker stuff. And you're right. This does skew more towards like the Mindhunter than it does even the sons of anarchy because man time. it's relentless yeah and, and 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 to piggyback on what you were talking about um you remember breaking bad when that first season came yeah. out on amc yep. not everyone was watching the first season i remember our good friend uh bill from behind the cutting edge a lost yeah. podcast the pickle he man. was one of the yeah he was one of the first people to mention it and i remember you mentioned it on a lost podcast we were chatting you're like, yeah, no, I want to check that out. I like Brian Cranston. And then eventually it's like, this is the greatest show ever. You know, it yep. just, it, it, the, the Paramount plus thing, I think with so many streaming services, uh, it's too bad, but it's one of it's, I, I think could be one of its flagship shows if people, you know, uh, crowd this, but you're right. It may take some time, but it's such, I'm surprised the critics don't, um, aren't like falling all, all over this it really bothers me but it's early yeah. you know it's just not that i think for the moment this is not the type of show i think that might be popular with critics i think that okay. because because of the level of violence and darkness and what it's right. dealing with i think people are i don't know man it se it seems like you know with the pandemic and everything there, I see, I'm seeing a lot of too dark out there. You know what I mean? Like people want to see something mm. that gives them a little hope or whatever. And I'm telling ah, you, we don't need hope. Fuck hope, man. <laughs> <laughs> we got Jeremy Renner. Yeah, that's my hope. That's my hope for humanity. No, but you're right. You're you're right. I mean, this isn't in 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 the times we live in. This might not be a show that people really flock to. Because, you know, especially around the holidays, people want to, you know, watch joyful things. And, you know, even when when, when Lady Solo, my wife, she uh, 
she's like, I really need to watch a comedy or some uplifting. I'm like, no, let's watch this dark. And I, I have to, I just love dark stuff. Uh, it, it's bad, but I just, you know, being a filmmaker and an actor, I gravitate to this kind of thing because this is my genre, the, I guess, true crime-ish, you know, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to, you, you know, so that's why, I mean, this is in our wheelhouse, but, uh, but it's all right. Hey, it's simply murder. You know, you know, hopefully people will flock to it eventually and realize how great it is. Because there's another show on Showtime City on the Hill with Kevin Bacon. I don't hear a lot about the critics or anything yeah. with that, you know, and I hear that's a really great show. That's one I definitely want to tackle as well. Um, so anyway, it, it, it is what it is. Yep. And um, we haven't heard anything about a second season yet either. Yeah, and, and hopefully, you know what? The other reason why this show could get some uh, get a pump is because um, the Hawkeye TV show on Disney Plus is coming out this weekend. Yeah, so, Wednesday, I believe. Actually, yeah. isn't it? Coming oh, okay. yeah, you're right. Wednesday? You're right. So this is like holiday. Yeah, the holiday weekend here. So I think some people be like, "Hey, isn't Jeremy Renner in something else where it's a little, you know?" darker or whatever and then maybe people fly on over there and watch yeah i hope so because you know the the, the amazing job um these actors are doing and taylor sheridan and everyone and antoine fuqua is an executive producer yes. we haven't mentioned that yet <clears throat> we got to give him his just the, a big fan fuqua. of his fuqua the fuqua fuqua <laughs> um so because <laughs> because this is like Honestly, like Jeremy Renner, Emmy, like it'd be yeah. interesting to see if he gets nominated because he deserves an Emmy already. Definitely. I mean, he's just so anyway, we got to get into the episode, though, because meth labs are exploding and <laughs> yes. crazy shit's happening. Well, we start off. I, I love this beginning because one of the things that we've already talked about is how Kingstown is a character in this story. And I think we always have to remember it. I feel the same about Kingstown as I feel about like Castle Rock with Stephen King. You know what I mean? That it oh, I thought you said Fraggle Rock. Sorry. <laughs> Downtown in Fraggle Rock. Uh, Down in Fraggle Rock. <laughs> it has its own aura. It has, it changes the people. And the people that live in that town are basically the it's like the gravity of the prison sucks everyone in it has a power to it and mm -hmm. starting off the episode like you said everybody work it out to every every pitcher tells a story is the name of the song by rod stewart and hey when you listen to that early rod stewart you can hear how he was almost the lead singer of led zeppelin you know that old Mm. rumor that they or i think actually it's confirmed that they had they either tried him out or they wanted they they liked him but he has a real the bluesiness is in that's a great song man and it goes along with everything every pitcher tells a story and we're wondering right why is the kid here right the cute little kid like at first you're like what's going on with the kid and then uh, for a second i thought to myself and this was a weird premonition but I for I was like, hey, wait a second. Does do you, does uh, what's his name? Ky does Kyle have a kid? Is that Kyle's kid? <laughs> because I was thinking we'd only seen his wife very briefly, right? And we've been talking right. about how we don't see. There's a lot of things we still haven't learned. 
But then, of course, it turns out after seeing, and we also see people run and do a little yoga, you know, all, all this kind of stuff happening. Um, but then it ends with, of course, the meth lab exploding. Um, what and and the way they find the body is so brutal. Just that they're like, oh, fire over here, and then the kid's body is burnt. It's mm. just, man, th this was so cool. Oh, and I did want to mention too the cool part about how we keep on flashing to Mike in the car. You know what I mean? Like, and he's in mm -hmm. traffic. Everybody's doing their thing, but he's in traffic. There's that's something a, to be said there, right? Like, everyone, the everyone's starting their day, getting ready, working out, get, you know, getting coffee, doing whatever. But he's stuck in traffic. His life is not is like stuck, like the ants we see at the end in the beetle. Everything else is working against him. He can't mm. be free, you know. Yeah, it's funny because that first thing first I'm thinking, oh, it's a flashback. That's little Mike working oh, out. I like <laughs> and that. then and then my other theory was before, of course, we saw it was present day. Remember in the first episode that that, that guy comes in about his son talking with the, the Kyle Chandler mayor and Mitch and, he, you know, he cracked a, a guard skull and, and they talked about like how, well, I don't have him cooking meth you know, and all that. And I'm thinking, oh, they're showing this guy is going to be the guy in prison, his son. And we're going to see a storyline with that. That's originally where I thought it was going and then realized that um, it, it, it wasn't that. So I had like a couple of my, my mind was going back and forth. Like, oh, what are they doing here? But it, it's present day. So I was like, oh, okay. All right. So, so I thought they were going with that storyline, but yeah, no, I like your traffic, uh, analogy or your whatever yeah. the word i'm looking for i guess that's, it's that's kind, of a metaphor. Metaphor, yes. kind of a metaphor thank you yeah 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 and, and, and it just it sums it up you know mike's always working always trying to he's he he's heavy into his job he doesn't have a social life uh his social life is you know drinking j and b scotch with his coffee um in the morning <laughs> uh <laughs> But yeah, that that scene, especially when uh, Kyle sees uh, the dead boy, oh. that just sets the tone for the whole episode. And as and as um, you know, Mike wants to look at it again with the coroner, and he goes, "I need it for motivation." And motivation's oh, another uh, through line throughout this episode. Different motivations: criminal motivation, the cops' motivation, uh, Mike's motivation. There's there's so many. Um, those themes in there with that and it just uh man but i love when the was it the chief comes in he goes put him on the payroll because <laughs> i don't know what he i don't know how he make what he does for a living yeah that was interesting because we're that I, at that point i was watching with perry and i paused it and i was like okay so so kyle is a detective right he's not like a b cop he's a detective right Hugh right. Dillon is like the lead detective, right? He He's like the sergeant or whatever. But that guy who came was like the chief. Yeah. And the guy with the white hair, uh -huh. um, uh, he's the captain. Okay. Uh, Richard Hurd is his character. All right. His, actually, his name is Rob Stewart. So I don't know if he's related. Oh, that's But hilarious. I know he's a Canadian actor and he, w he did an episode of... Uh, Oh, crap. The show Hugh Dillon was a regular on 
um, in Canada it was, uh, ah, damn it. I, I had it. Um, it, it's, it's a, it's like a cop SWAT show in Canada. Flashpoint. Flashpoint. Yes. Yep. And that, yes. Yeah. Who and also, so, that's the dad from Veronica Mars was the star of that. Yes. Yep. Enrique Maracote or yeah. Who, yep. I love him. Um, yeah. So, uh, just a little connection there. I like, um, it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good know. one. I remember that flashpoint. Yeah, yeah. Dude, they're doing a lot here because there are a lot of um, there's a lot of mirroring going on with mm-hmm. the way the guy we see explode, who is uh, what's his name again, Kenny Miles. Well, he didn't explode. He caused. The oh, explosion. I'm sorry. He right. didn't explode. Who, who caused well, the explosion? Eventually, he'll explode. Kenny yeah. Miles. He's a meth cook. What happened last episode? Mike drove his car into a meth cook, right? And all the meth came out of the back. Now I know that right. it's meth, right. okay, and that's you know it's a pandemic in that in the, these areas. But there's a reason they were both cooks, right? Like. They're, they are, they keep on showing the way things can, like, things can go either way. The short leash that Mike is on, how trapped he is. Because in one situation, he helps the cops. They avoid anyone getting in, getting hurt, right? Uh, any, right. Any, they avoid involving the other gangs, the, the other criminals, the other cops, whatever, FBI. But in this case... One dumb fucking cigarette leads to their cop buddy getting killed. Gangs, all these gangs getting involved and now having a having a little chit that they can use against the guards. The guards and all these people being implicated in and committing a murder like totally publicly, right? Mm-hmm. All these people hurt. And I think that that, like you say, like you were saying about the metaphor, they're doing a really good job of each episode. I'm trying to think why, why are we seeing this? Why did we see that last episode? And it is very, again, Shakespearean. There's a tragedy forming here. As you said, great job, Solo, about the motivation, the revenge at what cost. This episode really and it comes to me at the seeing when Mike looks down and sees that big beetle that looks so tough and so strong and so special yeah. being eaten by all the little ants, that's him in the trap. It makes me think of uh, Ants Marching, the Dave Matthews song. Right? Oh, like, dude. Dude, it's so happy, but then the, wor- <laughs> the lyrics are so depressing, right? right? And that's what's going on in his life. He's so caught this whole episode. You, you, we're really getting to see now what the fallout is from Mitch being murdered. And um, it's just incredible, man. They've done a really good job of thrusting us right into this. And he's just yeah. nonstop. And I see something different going on with all, like our crew, like the cops and everything. I, yeah. You know, they're all together. And you got Mike, who's kind of on the outside, but he's the one they look to. It almost since seems like since since Mitch was killed, they're almost trying to take control. Mm. They're not taking the counsel from Mike yeah. because they just want this guy, this guy thrown in prison and getting brutally killed. Now, 
um, you know, you go back and forth. You go, okay, why don't they do the same thing that they did with Alberto? You know, and I'm like, and I'm thinking, okay, why don't they just do that and be done with it? One, if they, I, I'm thinking if they do that again, maybe it looks fishy. Oh, you guys raided another thing and killed another suspect. But they ended up doing um, that anyway. Well, I know. <laughs> well, in a, well, in a, no, well, no, they don't. At the other, oh, they, at the other house. Well, they thing. kill a bunch yeah. of other people. Yeah. Yeah. There was a shootout. Yeah. So uh, I'm trying to think. Why not just do it that simple? Why go into bed with all these criminals where, you know, when um, Mike goes to see Duke, he, you know, the, the deal with the devil, it's like every every classification, the blacks, the Russians, um, the Hispanics, they all have to be involved, yeah. which is interesting, which we should talk about in a second. But I'm just like, they, you know, when they're meeting at the, our, our red carriage, baby, that's like Regal Beagle. Yeah. Like that's like our the peach pit. That's our that's our place for this show. Um, I love you know they're all like awesome. like even when <laughs> even when the prison guard comes in Ed and he's and, and, he, and Mike's like ah oh, geez you guys have been planning this like they all yep. seem to want to be taking control and doing it their way and not thinking about the cost and the favors you're gonna have to and and Mike even lays it out and they don't care. That's the big thing. That's the big thing. Um, Richard says he goes. I don't. I don't care. I just want it done this way, and, and that could be the downfall of what they have going if our crew decides to do things the way they want to do and not take Mike's counsel. He knows what's going on, and and they can't separate. And it's interesting how even his brother Kyle is is in with the group now. I mean, when they interrogate that first guy to get information, when um, our boy Robert, our favorite SWAT guy, great episode by him, uh, is interrogating that one crackhead. And he's even like when he's hitting him with the gun and everything, Kyle's even like, oh, this is a little. But you see him, especially at the red carriage, he's now forming into the group. So that's interesting because I wonder if he in previous was he as involved with the group like this? You know, was he in deep? But because seeing the kid and the motivation, his motivation, yep. and he's got a new motivation we'll talk about later, but it's just, it's interesting, his character starting to conform. And maybe because Mitch isn't alive, maybe Mitch protected him a little bit and didn't want him involved in like, well, he goes to dig up money for the Russians, but maybe, so maybe he does have him involved. But, I, you know, I don't know what, uh, their relationship, it, it almost seems like they try to protect him a little bit, but he's on his own now and he's kind of coming through. But that's just, you know, who knows with that? I mean, he's involved in the family business, but being a detective, maybe not as much as he is now and going to be. So Solo, I think you are on fire with that. And that is such a great analyzation of it. You're right. I keep on describing Mike as trapped And not being able to do anything. And yet last episode, he was coming in like fucking gangbusters. Yeah, I want to be an informant FBI. This is what's going to fucking happen. And then he was telling the other guys, he was like to Bunny, give me the fucking letter. And he's telling the other guys, we're doing it this way. And then remember the guy at Ed was like, that's not the way Mitch would have done it. He's like, we got a new guy in town. So it's almost like inadvertently, Mike is kind of 
um, what is it? Uh, he, he, he's, he's kind of having like a mental health issue here, right? Where what's that when you get really nuts and then you, and then you get kind of, uh, then you get kind of depressed, like that up and down cycle that people oh, you have. mean my life? My <laughs> life? Is that what you talk about me? But what's that? Te- what's the technical psychological term for that? When people, oh, uh, I, I don't know, depression, anxiety. <laughs> I don't know. Well, there's a there, no. There's, I, there's a. I know what you mean. We, uh, not, oh, <laughs> mood, not mood swings, but I don't know. Oh, oh that's another thing. I have. Jesus. This, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to get Everybody track, knows what I'm just talking ex- about. Yeah, but yeah. manic or like manic depression. Yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, manic where, depressive or something. Yes, yeah. where you're manic and then you're depressive. And what we saw was like a manic stage last episode, and this episode, you're right. It's like that message that he sent started a ball rolling where all those where the cops and the guards and even his own fucking brother like you said cuz it's weird that it it did they did not feel like brothers so much in this episode and i don't know if we're going to see a big schism here where Kyle maybe the kid is maybe his impending child is going to have an effect on his life in some way maybe it's going to make him want to help Mike stop this but you know, the only point that Mike laughs in this whole episode or smiles is when Bunny talks about, get me those curly fries, baby. Right? <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. He's I like, what do that. you want? I'm coming up there. And he's like, you know I want them curly fries, boy. And he smiles. But when he's with his brother, when he's with the cops, anybody else, even... uh uh, even um, our even his be- even our beautiful um, what's her name here? I'm trying to look in the credits really quick. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Well, we know the Evelyn Foley watch. She's still not. No, their 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 front desk. Uh, the woman that works at the front desk. Who Rebecca is it? Rebecca. Okay, her Rebecca. Name? I, I would call uh, her. Don't the office manager or whatever. Well, she has don't to have a don't quote me on that because me with names. Yeah, no, it's yeah. Rebecca. Rebecca. Even she, he's not she's smiling awesome. with her. The job is getting him down. And he's like, yeah. and I, I do, I, I think you're right. I think that we're seeing a kind of hit squad being formed here that started with the hit on Alberto and they immediately default back to that. Why don't you, like you were saying, why don't you just do that again? Oh, why don't we just what? Murder someone again? They're just, right? So yeah that's the question blurry right they're they're not doing their job here yeah i it's like i mean because my wife asked me why don't they just do that and then okay then the episode will be over (laughs) no i understood it i understood it because i think it's just the intricacies of if they if they happen the thing that happened with alberto if we look back at that episode, when they found out that he was at the house and they knew it, they were like, what mm-hmm. luck? This is crazy. Yeah. They, so right. that was not a normal happenstance that they definitely know he's sitting there on the couch hanging out where he made a phone call that's on record as his apartment. You know, like, so they were saying 
if we can find the guy like that, yeah, we're going to do that. But that was a once mm-hmm. in a million situation we saw last episode. Especially because no one else was in that apartment. Exactly. Well. Exactly. Was, so they could get away with it. There's no witnesses. There's no. They could. Um, yeah, they could set up down the street and hang out and chat and then just roll in and do the deal. Where in this situation, if he was a re- if if it was on the books, if they were calling it in, hey, we're gonna go, uh, we're gonna pick him up, if or if he if he if he does what Mike tells him to do, which is basically go to the police station. Mike was under the impression that the law would work. That the other mm-hmm. cops that weren't part of this hit squad would involve the district attorney. And once the district attorney and the law part got involved, right, not the order part, he would be put in protective custody and all that because they know who he is, right? They have to follow the procedures. But if they right. could get him just on the street or whatever, then, of course, they were going to try to take him out. They kept on saying that. Yeah, if we yeah. find him like yeah. that, we're going to take him out. But if we don't. And the law gets involved. And I think that was the thing that's hard to understand is because they were breaking the law. Like they were basically saying, hey, we want to murder this guy, but we want to do it clean so we don't get in trouble. You know what I'm saying? So either we can do it this way or the prison people, the, you know, the prisoners can do it that way. That's a great point because they didn't know how they would catch him. Yeah. So, and, and their big thing was we, he needs to be dead before arraignment. So you need the plan in place in case that happens. Yes. And Mike um, figured if I yeah. send him to the police station, right. Or if they're mm-hmm. calling it, Hey, we're going to pick him up. They, they're going to have to invent this situation. It was so easy the way it happened with Alberto because he had a gun. He could pick it. Bam, it's easy. Right. But also, I think like you, but you're cueing in on something even more important is the reason why is because they had not been operating like this previously, right? Mm-hmm. Mitch had been stopping them from doing this shit. And Mike is right. failing at his job, really. He's not controlling the cops and his brother isn't helping him out either. So he's going the opposite way. He's pushing him. And he, not only that, for Christ's sake, he's the one getting in fights on the dock with the uh, parole officer. (laughs) That was a great scene. That scene was awesome. Dude, that scene was awesome. Oh, your caseload. It was your fault. Yeah. You know, and then, and then all the, 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 uh, the, uh, middle fingers going up. I'm like, honestly, I've never, I've, I've used the F word of course many times, but I've never really flashed the bird. Really? Like, like, yeah, to me, that just seems so like, so stupid. Like juvenile. Like juvenile kids. yes yeah. i love yeah. it i love it from growing up in jersey and driving in new york and new jersey uh like giving the middle finger is like you have to learn how to drive with your middle finger so when you pass someone <laughs> you can true. be giving them the finger they look at you right. and then you raise your hand and the fingers go um i th- but yeah that scene was so it was just beautiful macho bullshit on display but it also was cool because of the technical aspects 
that they were arguing where he was like, why weren't you watching it? Like it just, it, it, it was very, it was very well acted and written and it was really realistic. And what really, yeah, pulled very it off realistic. Again, the casting on this show is so awesome. Every time someone pops up, they are that character and the parole officer he could have his own show. He was so pissed off the moment he got there. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> it was like, this motherfucker hasn't had his coffee yet. He was so pissed. <laughs> like, And then he yeah. got so pissed off when Kyle got pissed. It was it was great, man. Um, yeah. And then what's our- a quick, quick correction, quick oh, correction. Sorry. Uh, I mentioned Mike. He, he drank Jameson today with his coffee, oh, not okay. J&B Scotch. Oh, okay. J&B Scotch was the – just I have to get the alcohol right you are as a, a former bartender. bartender. Yeah. I, I need to – yeah. <laughs> yeah, this uh, – man, that scene was great. The whole thing – I mean, this whole manhunt, this was a really focused episode because we have been talking last episode that we're thinking, okay, hey, what's going to happen next? We know that Iris is coming to Kingstown, right? We met Milo, but we didn't see Milo. We didn't see. We nope. saw Iris. Just all we saw Iris do is get into a cab, taking her time to get to Kingstown. Yep, just, which which is good though, yep. because she, it's not like you know she's coming from New York, whatever. Normal shows, she would just show up next episode. It's kind of interesting how that you know that's another big storyline that's still going to go on, but it's taking its time to do it. It's not all thrown in, and so I like that. You know, as much as I laugh about it, like just because some, you know, in, in, in doing the pre the pregame for this series, I expect a lot of these characters to be in the first couple episodes. <laughs> Evelyn Foley and uh, <laughs> Evelyn Foley watches going on. But I like because, you know, the Russian side, they took a back seat, even though we did meet Duke. I don't know how he's affili- affiliated with Milo. Um, I'm assuming he's Russian. Um, yeah, I didn't know I if Duke was. I didn't know if he was like the just like the head of the white supremacists, or he was the Russian. He had an accent. Maybe it, he could be both. Could be Albanian. Yeah, I, you know, I, I don't you know, know how yeah. how specific they're getting with the crews in Kingstown. Uh, so that's why I was just like, okay, but I love the Duke character. That actor is awesome. He's got a crap load of stuff. But they really, like you said about the casting, this casting. I mean. Y- y- it's almost like the wire casting, you know, even though, you know, the wire, yeah, you had, you had, you didn't have huge names in the wire at the beginning, but you had on the cusp, like the Idris Elba's and and everyone like it, it, they, they were already You're like, wow, these people are going to be big stars where a lot of these people are already big stars or established actors. Um, So it's, but it's got that mix too. It's like, man, you, you, I mean, the, the casting, is the be- the best is, for this show. Is. I love it. Yeah, Andrew Howard, I was think I mean, he's been in so many things. He was like in Taken. He's he play he's been a bad guy in a lot of shows, but I was thinking, gosh, where is he from? Mm-hmm. And then I'm looking at it right now. He was the crooked detective in Perry Mason. Yes, that was the recent yes, thing. Good yeah. call. And he was he, Red yeah, Scare he- in Watchmen. Oh too. Jesus, that's yeah. right. He was in a lot. Yeah, he's been oh, a dude, lot. Of, but yeah, he's, he's got one of those um, faces, and right away you know it's serious business, <laughs> right? Well, yeah, he's in that like William Finkner, uh, Titus Welliver, yes, that yep, crew. Exactly. Like, like I, yeah. you know, you say character actor, 
And it's almost like in football, a game manager as a quarterback. It's not a bad thing. No a game manager. No, they, you know what all. I mean? Like character actor, whatever. It, it, it's, it's just a, it's a category, but these guys could lead films if they want, you know, it's not that, but it's, it, it's these group of actors who just constantly work and who are just amazing. And, and there's a reason why they cast them because it makes your film better. It makes your show better when you get real actors who've done it and who have that can play that perfect part. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, if you can work in Hollywood, even if you're playing a Russian all the time, Hey, it's work. You're doing what you, what you love and, and, and you just make films better. And, that, and that's what this show, these actors may only be in a couple of scenes, but they make it like freaking awesome. Because, you know, when you have bad actors, it's tough. A lot of, you know, it, it can really bring down a show or, you know, but and I love the way like even with Robert, our favorite SWAT guy, he, I didn't realize he's a series regular. I only thought he was a small, but yeah, I I was watching the credits. I love the credit sequence. Um, And I was, I'm like, Oh, that's him. You know, so we're, you know, it's early on. We're starting to get familiar with everyone, but I'm like, I love this dude. And he hasn't been in a ton of stuff, but he's, you know, he's worked. And then this is really, and, and, and for his episode, you know, watching his son and after, you know, the kid gets, you know, blown up and he's looking at his son and you could tell, that's on his mind and that's his motivation throughout the whole episode. Uh, and he just takes charge. I love when, you know, they're fighting at the docks with, uh, Kyle and the parole officer and he just pushes them away and he barks the orders. He takes charge and no one messes with them. I'm like, I love it, dude. That guy is, and they, and they keep on showing close-ups of him, like thinking, They've done mm-hmm. it, I think, in all three episodes where they kind of get like a little close up of him, like he's think. This is there is a you. I think you're right, man. He is the head. There, there's like a hit squad. Something's going on here. They mention to him like, "Let's do it like Afghanistan or something," right? Like, right, right, right. There, there's a history there. They're laying the foundation there. He is, he is, in a sense, this archetypical, um kind of police officer who had military service i think it also is a kind of metaphor for the militarization of our police forces how mm-hmm, easy mm-hmm. it is to be able to do something like this right uh, what a great cat and i you're right like we just all of a sudden we he's in that first step oh he did that oh he's in it again oh we see him again real quick oh now he's in it again are, are we going to next like episode? Are we going to get hit? Like, are we going to see him at home? Are we going to learn more about him? Right. I want to know more about this dude. Yeah. You, Cause we know he has a son. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, we found out this episode and <clears throat> excuse me, like in that second raid where one of our cops get killed through, you know, get shot through the wall. Cause the picture drops and everything like he shoots you know the guy's got a hostage i'll shoot and he shoots the girl then the guy and then leaves it she's like i need a i need an ambulance and he just walks away that right there i mean that's not a good thing but it shows you (laughs) i mean i mean i mean if you want to lay it out that's not good because she could be innocent you murder people not supposed to be the job of a police officer but even even when they're having their um little pre-game meeting before that like they that's right when you mentioned before that if they do find him they will kill him because yep. he goes are you in he goes yeah you know he's like i'll do it again <laughs> like yeah, he's so. like no so so that's a good 
that's a good little clue there that like the you know the big thing is why don't they just why do they have to bring him to prison and do that it's because they again they don't know how they're going to capture him by the book and they have to do it so so um so that that little dialogue i think also though solo that level of why do they have to do this the, the complexity of the system is something that is inherent in this genre and that they're doing on purpose. It's just like the letter, right? It Mm -hmm. draws us into that world. The reason why you set up this complex thing and you'd think like it, like, like say Perry said to me, why don't they just explain it more simply say that's on purpose that it makes your mind kind of gears like, grind the gears a little bit so you start thinking before we move on i wanted to mention we were talking about the great character actors we didn't yet mention the guy who's playing kenny this actor billy lush oh yeah he's been in a ton of shit man going back to i didn't black donnelly's yes he was in the black donnelly's and he was in low winter sun (laughs) so he's like (laughs) wait wait wait. Remember that on AMC, Low Winter oh, Sun? Dude. Like that was another like. I remember dark the, cop the Mark Strong, the Mark Strong yep. remake where he plays the same character, and for, and I I just remember Donald for some reason like making fun of it or something, yeah, and and then our buddy Donald, and then when it was weird for like six months, I'd be playing my baseball game on my ipad and for some reason low winter sun would come into my head i'm like every time i play the game i go why is this happening it's a great why title. is low winter sun? It, because why it, is it, low I, I dude it was the <laughs> that show was not that good and it had the uh guy from um uh uh the walking dead in it too um <laughs> which guy oh, <laughs> the man. Walking uh the, he, Rick now, now, now no now he's in the uh he's in the spinoff as well, here. Look, I'll look it up really quick, man. It, Lenny James. Lenny James. Yeah, oh, Lenny, James Lenny James was in Low Winter Sun. Oh, I didn't I just, realize he was in that. Time. Yeah, oh, it's okay. just a great title. But also, he was in Generation Kill. The David. Um, uh, David Simon. The David Simon. Oswire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that this guy, yeah, man, he's been a lot of stuff. Billy Lush. They're get. I mean, I think that's a consequence as well of both Hugh Dillon and Taylor Sheridan being actors, writers, directors. I think that there there's a trust, and when they, you know, when there's a call, when a call goes out, and they're working with the casting agents, I think the casting agents are more in touch with who they're casting to because they're these actors, this, this show is so typical of these actors as well, what they've done previously. And then when you start looking at this stuff that all Andrew Howard's in Billy, all these different people, it's shows like this. So we're immediately comfortable in this world and we recognize the people. I want to talk a little bit about Billy Lush because I think he did a great job here, man. Better like again, better than we kind of thought we'd get. I I mean I this show is surprising me and, and making me happy because the way he's like punching his head, right? And he's like, I, uh. I, I you know what? That having a nine year old son who when he was like maybe five or six, he would get mad. He wouldn't punch himself in the head, but you know, he'd say something like, I'm so dumb. I don't know why I did that. You know, like you feel yeah, bad yeah, for yeah, yourself, yeah. man, that he, 
this really got me. And then when he sees, when he eventually kind of like sneaks up on Mike and Mike is like, if you're going to rob me, you're going to do it. It's a, what a crowbar. (laughs) And yeah, then he hits him with a crowbar and then, but he has that, he has empathy for the guy. He wants him like, you know, I'm going to take you go in, turn yourself in. He kind of leads him to the one path he thinks will get him like being taken care of by the law that doesn't work out but what a performance we only get a couple scenes but that was a great performance man yeah you know and i recognize billy lush right away and okay so it's tough because you know he did a horrible thing you know keep saying it's an accident well that's not an accident yeah (laughs) but like Honestly, like, and, and then going to the final scene, like, I really start to feel bad for him. And I'm like wondering why. I mean, he blew up his girlfriend and his son or his wife, probably girlfriend and his son. And, and he did a terrible thing. But you feel because he has that boyish. Yep, it almost seems exactly. like he's so, you know, a, you know, a 12 year old and a, you know, 35 year old, you know, guy, guys. But I like like. I just felt like he shouldn't have been done that way. But yet, you know, if that was my son getting killed, I would want to kill him, you know, but I was just like, and, I, and it has to do probably with the character. Cause they could have went total non-known face character actor face just with anyone. If they went with someone more harsh, it would be easier to accept. Like if this guy was like an Alberto yes. yep. and, and he did this, you'd be like, kill him. I want to kill him. Now when he was getting you know, beat up in the prison over there. I just felt for him, even though I know he did a horrible thing, but he just seemed so lost and he needed help. And, uh, you know, so my compassion was there, but that has to do with the character. Um, you know, that's a good point solo that they, again, they're showing us a similar situation can be each situation is totally, really different. Right. We mm-hmm. wanted them, Albert. When they took out Alberta, we're like, this scumbag just raped and murdered a woman. He killed Mitch, right? But but then in this situation, even though it's a kid and we saw that burnt body, which was horrific, Ugh. still they allow us to see him as an empathetic, as a human being, as Mike is seeing him. That we want just, this is why we have a jury. This is why we have lawyers, a justice system. This is why police officers are not executioners because it is a complex situation. He is a kid, right? And plus the fact they knew, they knew him, right? Like he -hmm. knew to go to Mike. So this guy was in the system. So basically it just kind of shows you like the kind of the complicity of everyone involved Right. And Mike, too, of allowing the system to keep going like this, like if you're you can't take credit for all the wins and then bag the losses to the cops or the criminals. Right. Correct. And I think that's that's why maybe Mike is seeing that Mitch had a harder job than he thought. And maybe he's not Mitch. Right. Like it's a two person job, not a one person job. And, you know, and the two of them could trust each other. And it must it worked well, evidently, because things seem to be going better. But now things are starting to spiral out of control. And they talk about like if this stuff 
goes through and they owe these different groups and stuff, it's going to go back to the beginning. Yep. It's not going to progress and continue, I guess, somewhat smooth how they keep the peace. It's going to go back to a free for all. And, exactly. you know, the mayor of Kingstown may not even matter anymore. And then you, ha- you would have to re go through everything and establish everything. And who knows who's going to fight for power, who wants more control, who, who, you know, so it's a whole mess. And this seems to be the beginning of the end <laughs> um, in a sense, because making a deal with the devil and not even just the devil, all these devils, it's going it, to, it, it's going to set a chain reaction yeah. of things that Mitch and Mike have, and their father have been trying to keep at bay. And this is going to go, spiral out of control quick if everyone's not on the same page and it looks like with our cop crew and with the criminals it's it's going to be a freaking mess yeah you're right man a a deal with the devil and you know what it does is you're right it legitimizes them and it sets a precedent for how this how this law system is going to work right this alternative like uh what do they say sometimes like in, in Great Britain, they call it like what, like the dark government or whatever, like they're running like another Ooh, I like government, that. The dark government. I like, like they're running like a kind of like a dark legal system that yeah. they're, they're the judge, jury and executioner. And Mike saw Mike inadvertently kind of like started it last episode with his actions and, mm-hmm. and also with, it really taking out Alberto too, which he was totally in on. And so was Colin. Everybody was, but just keeps on snowballing. Mike can't stop it. What happened? He fed the bear, right? Are oh, we seeing it here? Are we going to call this podcast feed the bear? That's what I'm saying, dude. We might have, I think I might have, I think I might have to add mayor of Kingstown, a little dot, dot feed the bear. I think we might have yeah. to do it, dude. Um, because that 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 worked out. That is what happened, right? He was going to kill the bear. He decided to feed the bear, and when he did that, guess what happened? Like just like the guy said, the bear's going to keep on coming back and wanting more and more. More and, and more. This is what it is, you know. And in a way, Robert is like the bear, kind of, right? He even looks like a bear. And by the way, I love his name is. I love that name, Hamish. I've always really liked that name. I don't know. Yeah. I just wanted to mention that. I really, I just think it sounds nice when you say it, Hamish. Uh, anyway. <laughs> what are you doing in a little finger voice? Hamish. Hamish. Sansa. Sansa Hamish. Hamish. Um, um, so what, so what do we get next? We get, oh, well, let's talk let's a little. Let's talk about Jimenez, Carlos. Is that where you're going? Okay. No? Let's do, let's talk about him. Just a, you know, a quick, you know, uh, Mike is, you know, sleeping, needs a new suit, but he doesn't have time to change. Uh, and he, and, Alberto's cousin comes in, Carlos Jimenez, and you're like, oh boy, what what what's going on there? Mm-hmm. And of course, he he couldn't stand Alberto, but the fact that they did kill someone of his own, even though he had it coming, who knows? But it, it also sets up that that what they want to be involved, what they're um, uh, what am I looking for again about this? Uh, shoot, I'm I'm losing my train of thought. <laughs> well, he well, uh, he he basically says that the cook worked for us too, and I think that's a reoccurring. Theme. That's right. 
That's right. right. That That's right. Yes. The cook worked for pretty much everyone, and they want to take care of it because they want everyone to know that they, this isn't how they do things. They don't yes. kill kids, even though they do. <laughs> this is not. Well, this is like not how they do things, kids. right? Like, right. And he, but the, I think what comes out one of the most important things that comes out of yes. this is not only does Mike later. When he's talking to Rebecca in the car, he says, like, get me his number. And I want to, he, he, he says that he's going to reach out to him. He mentions it after this, too. So we know that we're going to probably see mm -hmm. this guy again. But he mentions that Mike, he, he's like, I remember you from inside. You were a big, you were a BR or something. You were a shot the caller. shot caller, baby. Yeah. And we know that because we know that, um, the dude from Game of Thrones was in a movie called Shot Call. <laughs> yeah, I love that movie. <laughs> I know you do. That movie's so good. I oh, I love um, that movie. Jamie Lannister was a shot caller, too. Yeah. Nicholas so, Costa Walders, yeah. whatever. So Waldo. I think that was interesting because we're learning very, very little about Mike's history. But now, oh, okay, we know, we know he knows how to handle himself and fight. We saw that. And they talked mm -hmm. about it. Now we know also, oh, he was a big shot caller. Okay, so the experience that he has and the fear that he has of letting, I think that emphasized not only Mike's history, but why he's so scared of letting the prisoners believe that they are the law. Because he right. was that. And he knows how much power you can yes. have through that yes. right because you're because i mean that's the thing there's a lot more prisoners than there are guards right and mm -hmm. families 2000? they have all in the town more than that, and but... you know it's uh i i think that aspect of it was cool but is that what you were going for in that scene yeah yeah that that whole that was one of my my key like moments of the show this episode um was finding out he was a shot caller because now I'm wondering, was he doing the stuff he was doing with Mitch or was he not involved in that yet? He gets in prison. Now, did Mitch help facilitate that or is it something that he did on his own? Like there's there's so many things. I would love an episode. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to get it, Ooh. but I would love a shot caller episode. Ooh, flashback. Awesome. Oh, man. Uh, I mean, I don't know if they're going to do it. It could be a season two thing if they have it, but I would love to see. I hope right before he goes to Wyoming to start his culinary arts, uh, cooking in the woods thing, <laughs> uh, I want to see a flashback episode of him yeah. being the shot caller. Yep. Um, yep. That would be a great penultimate episode before the finale, maybe. Like sometimes before or pre penultimate. <laughs> I don't know. Pre a PP. You, pp yeah pp um, squared um, i think that would be and i th I, I think we're definitely going to learn more and how could we learn more about mike through iris i think that that is mm. in, a, in a world like this where you're not apt to have too many maybe with bunny and i mean he does have another great little conversation with bunny you know um you talked about a little bit before where they kind of talk about who's running things and I think that through Iris, he's going to have, we're going to have the opportunity to learn more about Mike, to learn about his history, to learn about 
how it worked with him and Mitch, which we only saw five or 10 minutes of really, you know? Right. Right. Um, so I, well, a little bit longer than that, but really them together in a room. So I think that that's going to be really interesting, man. Um, well, I think, uh, oh, the other thing we should talk about is the scene with Kyle's wife. First, we see yes. her doing a little yoga in the morning. And I think there was a little hints there. There were some poses that might be like pregnant poses. I don't know. I don't do yoga. but um, There is a pregnant pose, though, I think, in <laughs> yoga. No, I think it's called the pregnant oh, pose. the pregnant pause. A, 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 a pregnant pause or whatever oh, it is. Yeah, it, there is some. I don't know. There, I thought there was. I could be making shit up. I don't know. I'm pretty sure there's. Maybe there is. There's. There's a lot of different <laughs> poses. But we then see, um, her having a conversation with mom Diane Weist, and uh, Miriam. And I was saying to my wife, "Could you imagine living with Miriam?" Like she, she is so oh God, we do get a scene of her too, talking about an amazing scene, talking about slavery in the mm-hmm. prison. And what a great story. I had heard that story before, but the succinct way that she tells it and they wrote it was really fantastic. Um, that's a great story. Taylor Sheridan, man. Yeah, really. because, and that's a, you know why that's a great story? Because a lot of people in today's day and age where we have like, everybody's woke and we all know about history. We got the internet. We know everything. People often say, oh, slaves sold slaves. And then people say, well, you know, it's more complicated than that. And it really speaks to what we're seeing happen here with the prisoners, right? And Mike and the, mm-hmm. so it's amazing stuff. But eventually, of course, we find out that she's pregnant. Yes. Um, And that's obviously going to be a bit. How do you think that's going to affect? Do you think that Kyle is going to freaking chill here with all this murder shit? Or do you think he's going to maybe ramp it up to protect his family? His family? What was that? What is that? I, don't know. Just like to, I, I like to throw in an accent every now and then. I know. Then. I like it. I like it. You know? I love it. Um, You know, that's interesting because when he comes home, I mean, he, you know, he missed dinner. And of course, Mike didn't make it. But you see like how emotional the oh, day yeah. took on it and, and they knew it. And he's just he's broken. And, and it showed the humanity, even though he was like, we need to kill this guy. I'm with everyone. I'm, I'm fighting parole cops and everything. You know, he witnessed a fellow officer get head blown off. He saw a young child get Chris, you know, Chris to the bone and, and, and the emotions of the child screaming stuck to you know, and I'm just like, and the fact that, see, and then he's like, I don't want to hear any good news. And then I love, like, Diane Weiss tells uh, his wife, like, you know, you're his wife. He can't say no or whatever. Yeah. And, my, of course, my wife loved that. And she looked at me, and I'm like, yeah, I know, I know. Um, but when he he's taking the shower, he's washing the day away, and she decides to just – I'm like, no, don't tell him because he may break down because he saw a kid die today. Mm. But yet it had the opposite effect and even screams, we're having a baby. Like that good news really uplifted him. So so I was really confused on how Kyle was going to handle that because I thought maybe like we can't bring a kid in this world. All the shit I'm seeing that this is not a good place to raise a kid. But the fact that it's happening um, it sparks something in him. And I think that goes along with his character because he's not a dark character. He's 
the emotional guy. He represents the regular people who can't just see people get killed or blown up and be like, okay, whatever. Like he's still green in that sense. He's got some, you know, humanity. I mean, I can say humanity, but he's got that part of him. He's not all dark inside. He still has the hope, as you mentioned before, the hope and everything else. So the fact that he was able to just embrace that just shows you. And that, that's one of the great things about all these characters in this episode. Every character has a little different, um, you know, things going on. And it's not just the same character. Um, and, and really, ah, man, it made me love this character even more because he's broken. He, he's seen a lot, but yet he's, you know, he's, he's going back and forth. So um, this is like the underrated character of the, uh, I mean, you got your Renner and you got everyone else, your bunnies, but Kyle's character, um, really, there's so much in there that I think people could relate to, normal people could relate to. It's not just Sons of Anarchy where everyone's all dark and ready to kill. We need to have that character in this show, yeah. someone like him, I who's wonder, on both though, sides. Do you think? Do okay, you, I, that's now here yeah. we go. I, I yeah, I, your question is this going to change him or is he going to get even more um, that I don't know, uh, but it's interesting. Now he knows he's having a kid. He's going to be more ruthless to protect this shit from his kid. Or is he going to be half and half? Like I, I'm not going to go into a building, a burning building uh, where I may get killed knowing I have a son. How is he going to react? Uh, is he easy all in or is he still going to be halfway? So that's, that's again, they're setting that up. What do you think, buddy? I, I'm not sure. And I think it depends on maybe it was interesting that they set up this family dinner that doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) the initially his wife is crying, right? Because she wants to tell the news that the mom figured out, wow, you're really perceptive. You saw her touching her belly. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Right. She's like, Oh, I know things. Um, what a great moment, though, yeah. when she's touching her belly and and, and she's like shocked. She got so lost in the moment. Yes, that was great. That, that was great like after. she was like shocked. I'm like, close your door. Yeah, close your door. And that was great and, triangulation anyway. too. I like with the shot with like that's a nice thing to do where you have like the mirror, yeah. the person, and then another person. That's classic. Um, but I, I, you know, I feel like to get to get back to Kyle, I feel like. This, I hope, my hope is that this turns him more towards Mike and they have the family dinner, right? Like it didn't happen. This, this messed things up. Maybe the addition of a kid makes him say, hey, I don't want Mike out there doing, we shouldn't be doing this shit. I want us to be together as a family. You know, I want to, we lost the brother. Now we have a new life coming in. That's my hope for the show that this hurricane we're seeing is as bunny described is going to fuck like the shit show has begun. Now it has to kind of play itself out. We want to see Mike be able to get through it. Kyle be able to get through it um, and come out the other end and go and get out of this town. But if he gets out of this town, the show's over. 
So we're going to have the Wyoming right? years. Unless we pull a Dexter. Um, <laughs> maybe ding, ding, ding. Mike can go live with Dexter. You know, he'd be like, Dexter, don't kill anybody. <laughs> okay, Dexter. But I'll cook for you. I'll cook for yeah. you. Yeah. I'm cooking something, Dexter. And then he'll be like, but Mike, I'm not very hungry right now. Dexter, shut up. But uh, any- <laughs> my dog passengers take it over. I really want to kill Mike right now. Feed the bear. He's a good guy. I Feed killed the bear. the bear, Mike. Um, we're eating it. Uh, but anyway, what was I even talking about? I uh, hope that's what happens, but I fear, I fear solo that this is a world that has really, I mean, Kyle grew up in this town, Mike there, and I think it's going to turn him the other way. And my, I think what, I think the brothers, that's what maybe we're going to see at the, like by the end of the season that they're kind of really at odds. Um, but I hope I'm wrong actually. But I think it's an interesting thing, and we maybe not find out for a couple episodes because things take time. Yeah, it may take time, play out, and that's fine. You know? Yeah, that's, that's cool. That's the way. I mean, it's taken Iris how long to get? To, exactly, you know, she's on a slow train. <laughs> All right, let's Show talk us. about the end. And this is beautiful the friend. End. The end. What now? A, oh, they man. they must have some money for this show because that can't be cheap to get that song unless favors were called in. I I think I think that there's I think it's it's I think it might be more affordable than you think, but okay. Um, okay. because it's a chance to it's a you're taking a chance using this song. You know, I think that it is so recognizable that you take a chance using it. And if you don't do it right, it can seem kind of cheesy because, Mm -hmm. and I think the way that they did it was really good in that you heard, you know, the song starts with the, like, you just hear like, they're like a little, and when that started, I was like, wait a second, are they really going to do this? But man, the brutality of what they were showing forced you to take this seriously and and like re-see this song and i think the next time i hear this song i'm going to think of this scene because yep. again we get these two horrible executions i wonder if like every episode is going to be an execution now we got right we got three really we got mitch it's gonna be execute the bear right? yeah podcast. it's like every episode culminates in an execution and this was so brutal and the, and what was even more brutal, it had a real like 70s cop feel to me, the way when he turned himself in, the way that when the cop jumped up and the camera kind of pushed in and they were like, mm-hmm. get this guy out of here and into my patrol car. Like we can't book yeah. him, like get him off the cameras, get him out of here before like some lawyer walks by and sees him or something. Right. Yeah. Um, that whole situation of how quickly they're then hosing him down and throwing the fucking powder up his ass and then come on sweetheart and then they're just walking him in there and i and i the whole like i don't know i'm not like i said i I have never been into jail or prison or anything i don't know what's gonna happen and i was like okay is he just gonna walk in and they're gonna kill him and that's what fucking happened and it's like each person takes their turn right like the, well, even down to oh. when they're meeting at the red carriage and he's like, you know, could you put him in the gym? Yes. And yeah. I'm like, what, what does that mean? Okay. Yeah. And, oh, literally that's where all the bunks, the overflow is in the gym. And it's, you know, ease that's 
easier to get him killed because everyone exactly oh and i mean they're throwing shit at him i really felt i mean i felt for him even though he was a he's a criminal and he blew up i I was like oh my god this this isn't how someone should get killed this is not i mean this is this is what mike this this is, is why mike was warning us the whole episode yes yes oh it just it it just Think about it all the powerful. people involved in that. Like, that's what I'm trying to say. And that's what Mike everyone saying. To deal with the devil, baby. Yeah, like hundreds of people took part in a brutal planned execution of a guy who seems to be not only a drug addict, have a lot of mental illness. You know, how did he grow up? And I know mm-hmm. empathy only gets you so far when a, like a six year old kid is dead and, and his mom for for him making drugs and laying the cigarette out. Yeah. But there's, this is why we have the rule of law. So this can be talked out and people, and actually it's important that people know what happens in this situation and see someone, maybe he goes to jail. He somehow can turn himself around or come to guess what he did, you know? I see this guy could get rehabilitated, but that's not even what jail's about, though. That right, like to well, not anymore. Yeah, (laughs) so it's supposed to be, but yeah, exactly. To be honest about it, but we do see that there is some rehabilitation going on because we see Miriam doing it. So maybe there is more than we know, right? We, you know, we. I mean, it's probably one out of twenty-five people, if that. You know, it's still rebu- better than being, having are. shit it's, thrown at you and then being stabbed yes. 400 times by each race individually. That was I like mean, the way they're doing that too. Like it's like first the white people, then the black people, then the brown people, then the, <laughs> then the Russian. Then yeah. the, it's like each group of everyday cult, people, you know? Yeah. Like every yeah. picture tells a story, right? Like, like we started yeah, out I, with. I, I, but again, if it was like Ed Kemper or something that was happening to, I'd be like rooting it on. The fact that this guy was stupid and he, you know, again, it. I mean, I guess it wasn't. He didn't do it on purpose. He's not a murderer, but technically, I guess he is because he, you know. But again, like, it, that's it's just why, yeah, the law yeah, exists, right? Solo, so we can talk it yeah. out. We can have, we can like. You know, that's what separates us from the animals, from the bears. We don't do things like this. And Mike, like Mike kept on saying, the reason why my brother and I are my, our father did this business was to prevent this kind of stuff from happening. We're trying to keep a balance. But Mm -hmm. then as Bunny said, dude, it's just like uh, the matrix. You're like Neo. Okay. Big deal. You get to free some people. But then we kill them all and then we have you reborn again. Why? Because it allows the frustration of these people to get out and then we just bottle it back up until it explodes again and bottle it back yeah. up. And then so Mike is must be he's thinking to himself, obviously, at this point, like it was easy for him to have a distance from it when he was just the heavy and Mitch was the one making the decisions but now right, he's making right. the decisions, you know. And the fact that he wasn't even, uh, didn't quite make the decision. Exactly. He tried to go against, it, yep. it, it, it didn't it got work. the best of and, him. And that's the thing with um, with Richard, Captain Hurd, when he goes, when they're at the red carriage, he's like, do it for me. Like, so, and then 
he's like, all right, so there's got to be – he must owe him a favor or is it just because Good he's the point. police captain and he allows things – he allows Mike to do certain – I don't know. There's a – because that really sealed it. Maybe like, he knew when his he's dad like, or something, you know? Yeah, so the, there's something there too because, he, you know, you're like, why – because he 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 was so against it, and he still was against it. But the fact that he saw it through that line right there was like, do it for me. He must owe him, or there's something more to it. You know what I mean? Yep. So definitely, uh, it's, it's very complex. But again, why I love this show is they talk about gyms, they talk about certain things, and then it pays off. It doesn't give you all the answers like handed to you. And I like having to think, I like having to question. And I, I, you know, I need shows like this in my life where it's not just spoon fed to me. I I like watching it again and picking up new things. And that that's to me a smart show. I mean, you know, there's, there's a reason when, when certain shows, you got to explain it. If you're on a network or whatever the show is, this is not one of those shows. And I think it will reward you if you just take the time, watch it, analyze it really you know, soak it in. Don't be on your phone while you're watching it. Just shut the lights <laughs> off and focus. And yes. your motivation will be to figure out what's going on and not have to have everything pay off right away. Like yeah. it, it, it's a, it's a story. It doesn't need to answer questions right away, but they eventually do. And, 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 and I love how, how Taylor is uh, crafted this and our boy, Hugh Dillon was awesome. These guys freaking yeah, great. Man. Dude, oh, man. like we were talking about that this technical minutia, it just mm-hmm. suck it sucks you in. It sucks you right in. You're you're all of a sudden trying to figure out what the hell is going on. And by the time you're figured it out, you're really thinking about that world and why someone would live like that. And then when you're thinking like that, you just like get uh you're like, no wonder Mike looks like he has a headache all the time. Because yeah. he's just worried about all this crazy shit. Like me worrying about if you're hearing the trucks coming in. But I, it doesn't pick up on my mic. I think you can hear the garbage. I can hear solo. it. But, but, I, but I'm not worried. I'm, it doesn't I'm, pick up on my mic. I know you're you're podcasting yeah. near the set of Big Sky. Is a lot of trucks <laughs> and Big Sky. Well, hey, it's the garbage. If this, if this show was set in Jersey, we'd be talking about the garbage people all the time, right? Who's <laughs> picking up the garbage, Tony? All right. Let's wrap this up, man. Yes. Another great episode. Thank you, Solo, for taking some great notes and for guiding us through this. You had, man, you're really pulling it out, man. We are having a good time doing this. I am loving this. I'm loving oh, this the show. Great. I'm glad we picked this one because there's so much to talk about and all that technical minutiae, the great acting and actors. And um, I can hear it in your voice. That making your movie inspired you too more to look at like the script and all that kind of stuff, and I can hear right. it coming out of you, Solo. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, the the Mike character is similar to the character I play in Star City Murders, um, Detective Frank Brody. It, it has a lot of the Renner aspects because my character is very pissed off. He's got a past. There's a reason why he's just skating by and this new case kind of starts to motivate him to become a better cop again. And I see that, you know, and I can connect now living that shooting that for six weeks this summer, you know, in two years preparing to shoot this film. Like, it, yeah, it, this 
it grabs at my, cause now, you know, I'm thinking of next projects and this is right in my wheelhouse and what we just, even the shots, the, the look, it, it's just, this is like the perfect show for me to talk about post uh, production of my film because it's in that same wheelhouse. So it's season really... two mayor of Kingstown. They introduce the mafioso kingpin Keith Solo. Hey, Hey, you know, if you're going to cook festive, cook Italian. And that's what that's like. And remember, their motivation is so you owe them. So you owe them. When you can't pay them back, there's no thin blue line, fellas. That's right, Mike. <laughs> live it. Live it. All right. Peace out, everybody. DVRpodcast.com. Hey, email us. DVRpodcast at gmail.com. I see people are listening to us in many countries and enjoying this show. So let's get the word out. You know, tweet out about Mayor of Kingstown. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Let's get this going. We want to see a season two coming out soon. Let's get that Paramount Plus. And thanks again to the ladies at Paramount Plus for supplying us with some screeners. So we're getting a little word, uh, a little watching a little early. But of course, we watch with our wives too because we love yeah. doing it. We'll be back here next week for episode four. Peace. Peace. And don't forget, you know, if you want to hit us up on Twitter, if you have a question yeah. or just want to say hello, um, at Heath Actor and Axel at DVR Podcast. Pod, pod, yeah, at, pod, DVR at DVR Podcast. podcast. That's right. Yeah. It's a podcast. Right. All right. You can hit us up on the Twitter. Now we're really Feed out. that bear. Yeah, we're out of the <laughs> Kingstown. Feed the bear. <laughs> Peace. Feed the bear, baby. All right, man. That was awesome. <laughs> great show man oh this is a lot of fun yeah solo Dude. you're bringing it bro I'm here i did bring it today it, i did bring it i did bring it today you brought i it. did bring it today <laughs> <laughs>